As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? A testing, a one, two, three, this is Michael Lee, aka Michael Lee Oldroyd the first. Welcome, guys, to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. We are in the second week of the new year. It's January 12th, 2020, 11.15 uh, p.m., and by the time this hits your eardrums, it'll be either Monday, uh, January 13th, or whenever you decide to let my words enter your eardrums. I am excited to release another uh, another podcast for you. You know, if you will, uh, I'm ready for a, a movement, you know. Uh, I, I, what's what's a, a clever way of saying an audio movement? It's not a bowel movement, right? But it's a, um, it's a, it's a movement of uh, fodder from what's going on in the world and in my life ready to be excreted and ready to be recycled and um, to enrich your life, right? The same way that sometimes fecal matter can be, uh, you know, fertilizer and enrich the earth and, and mother nature, so is the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. So thank you for joining. We have surpassed 10,000 downloads. I believe I announced that last week. Uh, I'm very excited to be here, and I think we can get into it. Uh, I'm going to start this week off with a new segment. Will I ever do this segment again? I don't know, but it's very short and sweet, and I think it'll really get you guys lathered up for a nice little uh, podcast sesh. Uh, what I'm going to call this segment is Crazy Things That I Experienced or Witnessed in New York This Week. All right? Uh, this particular thing, I was walking, I was in New York. Uh, walking uh, on Saturday and a couple bikers flew up onto the curve onto the sidewalk where you're absolutely not supposed to ride bikes there was a ton of people walking around they um, you know you could hear one of them like slam on his brakes because he almost ran into somebody and they're you know it's just it's annoying as a as a citizen to feel like you have to watch your back on the sidewalk it's these two high school looking goon kids. Uh, and you know, I like to speak my mind. So uh, I said, hey man, don't ride on the sidewalk, right? And the guy looks back at me and says, suck my dick, right? And um, you know, obviously the utmost level of disrespect on his behalf. I had every right to say that to him and he escalated it by about tenfold right there to the point where it's just flat out fighting words and if I didn't uh, if I if I wasn't in control of my ego that dude would have gotten the shit kicked out of him but because my ego is in check and I don't let pride get the best of me I let it go I kept walking because for a few reasons uh, one I don't think it had really changed much maybe he'd learn his lesson but I don't feel like uh, damaging my knuckles you know I uh, I actually broke my hand in a fight once 
when I was in sixth grade, broke my fist, punched a kid in the face that was provo provoking me. Uh, what I'm trying to say is I stick up for myself, guys, but you also have to choose your battles. And uh, when someone says, suck my dick, that is a fighting word. And uh, some people would beg to differ. Uh, I guess it's all in the context, right? It's all in the context. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people, pl plenty of guys that uh, say that to significant others where it's, uh, you know, a mechanism to turn on their partner, right? Or So uh, that that's not uh, the relationship that I had with this guy or any guy, okay? So those words are either going to get your ass kicked or they're going to get me continuing to walk down the street and go to my show and perform comedy and forget about it. But I thought you guys might be entertained by the audacity. And that is New York. I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, people can be assholes in New York. We all know that. And this was a great New York example of a entitled prick that came across my way that uh, if he keeps his attitude up, he's going to get the shit kicked out of him by somebody who has more of an ego than I do. Uh, anyway, let's move on, guys. So we're in this. We're almost at the middle of January already. What in the heaven time flies, guys? Can you believe it? It's crazy, man. It's freaking crazy. Um, football is very relevant right now, but I am going to put that at the end of the podcast for the same reason that I've been doing that lately. I'd rather try to uh, appeal to a, a more broad audience first and then for the loyal Football fans out there, drop the, the nukes on you. The football nukes, baby. Uh, the same way Patrick Mahones was uh, flying those missiles out tonight. He was tearing it up, man. Uh, so anyway, we'll, we'll talk about football at the end. Uh, let's get into what's going on in the world, guys. Obviously, right at the top, we're always going to start at the top of what's what's relevant in the world of politics, even though I don't, I don't like talking about politics, but it's kind of hard to... Ignore the big story and stories that are continually going on. I don't even know what's going on with the impeachment thing uh, anymore. I think Donald Trump is uh, smart enough to pull this thing in Iran right now to uh, distract everybody from his impeachment, right? To distract everybody from the fact that uh, people are trying to impeach him. So we find ourselves in this little conundrum, as I mentioned before, as you guys are all aware of with Iran, uh, some stuff escalated and went down. There was a couple of missiles fired over the course of this week, different days over in Iran. There was a plane that was shot down and Iran did come out and say that they accidentally uh, shot this plane down that had Iranian civilians on it and, and civilians from other countries. Um, it doesn't appear at the moment to be too big of a threat. This whole Iranian uh, scuffle that we're in, much like the scuffle that I could have gotten in with this kid in New York on Saturday who told me to suck his dick, um, you know, uh, but I'm being a bigger man right here and I am being objective just the way that we should all be objective in times of uh, confrontation, right? See past, don't, don't allow the ego to rule the decision-making process. That's weak in my opinion. That's some weak sauce, right? So... Uh, I talked to somebody, I met somebody uh, doing comedy this week that actually uh, claims to be a big deal, right? This person was humble bragging, I guess, uh, either wanted to impress me after my show. I don't know exactly what the deal was, but it did impress me. This person 
seems to be pretty successful and, and, and rubbing elbows with some 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 uh, successful peeps out there. Uh, one of the name drops this human being dropped on me, nuked me with, was uh, Elon Musk, right? And apparently she works with him or knows him and works with him and knows him, blah, 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 and, and, and some other people. And gave me some uh, some information. I don't know. I, I'll have to fact check all this stuff, you know, places to start businesses with zero, you know, with very low tax rates and, um, you know, maybe she, uh, you know, uh, that's all I'll say. I don't want to say too much because I don't know what's true and what's not true, but um, it was interesting. It was interesting, you know. And um, got to got got to ask a bunch of questions about Elon Musk and what he's like in real person. Apparently, and this is public news that you guys are aware of, but he's digging a bunch of tunnels right now. I guess he just got a two billion dollar loan to go around and dig holes in California. I forget for what purposes. Maybe it's for some uh, some some travel to bypass the, the the terrible traffic in LA. I don't know exactly what it is. What he's looking for doing with these these holes that he's digging. He's like a, a groundhog right now. Groundhog Musk. He's got a kid coming out, too, of the womb in, in a handful of months. Apparently he's going to be a papa. So I don't know how I got uh, off onto the Elon Musk deal here, but uh, hopefully that's interesting for you guys. And, um, yeah, so what I'm trying to say is this person, this t this conversation ties back to Iran and apparently, if the information is correct, um, the United Nations funds Iran's military, and if Iran tries to flex too hard on us, uh, they will be revoked uh, on their funds for their military. I don't know if this is true. Maybe this is public information that's out there. But if that's true, then they really have no grounds to fight. They have grounds to be upset with us, but as far as leverage to... Um, to do anything about it without extreme consequences. Uh, the same type of consequences that that kid would have received for telling me to suck his dick uh, had I decided to drop the hammer. I'm a nice guy. I don't want him to, you know, I don't want his the rest of his life to be destroyed and him not even be able to remember what he said to me. Uh, so, you know, I'm a good guy. I'm forgiving. You know, I know I know that that kid's ignorant. You know, I pull, it's, it's it, in that moment, it's like my, my stand-up comedy joke. I, I took the higher road. You know, instead of saying, hey, fuck you, and doing something about it, I said, I forgive you, go to heaven, right? WWJD in that in that moment, guys. I I took the divine path, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, that's, that's, that's what, that's, that's removing the ego right there is what that is, right? And that's what we gotta do on a global scale when it comes to uh, tiffs with other countries. We need to remove the ego and try to operate on a, on a higher level, professional level, an objective level. Um, anyway, I'm running for office in 2036 is what I'm trying to say. No? Uh, maybe I will, I don't know. I, I'm not planning to, but you never know what the future holds, right? Who in the heaven knows, guys? Anyway, that is what is going on, so that, that reassured me. I did get some some traction on a tweet this week regarding Donald Trump. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw him boasting about how the stock market uh, is at an all-time high and it's the highest it's ever been. Um, he, he likes to, to boast on a lot of things, but that particular tweet, I decided to fire off a, a response 
in regards to because he misspelled 401k he said 409k right and didn't even give a time frame uh you know l let's see if i can pull up the twizzit guys let's see if i can pull up this twizzit so i can give you guys some actual context to the situation all right so um the tweet that I said was 409k. That's an easy mistake because one is so close to nine. And by close, I mean it couldn't be further away. So that one actually, um, I'm going to say it, it didn't go viral. It went mini viral. And by mini viral, it got like the, the, the virus vaccine, right? So when you, when you get a, um, a vaccine, you get a little tiny piece of the virus. And uh, that's, I got a tiny piece of going viral, which was organically, I got 92 likes, 15 retweets, and seven comments. A couple haters, a couple haters on that tweet. But uh, I don't think many of my friends or followers even saw the tweet or liked it. This was one that kind of took off because it was trending. And I got a little taste of the, uh, you know, of that, that viral uh, scrumptiousness, right? And uh, I guess you could say I was making fun of Trump, but it was in a playful way. I don't think it was a direct attack on him publicly. It was more so just pointing out a mistake in a in a, the way, in a way that's supposed to bring humor, kind of the way that Jimmy Fallon would make fun of him on, on Late Night, right? Um, there was one uh, account that I got in a little bit of a, another, another tiff with. There was this account on Twitter, anonymous account, that calls itself The Eye of God. Right? What a freaking buffoon, right? By the way, Jessica calls me as soon as I start getting in a tiff and, and uh, she's at work, right? Because it's during the week and she's like, who's the eye of God? <laughs> I guess she could already see that there was this little Twitter battle going back and forth. And, uh, you know, the eye of God is uh, some anonymous person or persons out there that goes around trolling other, like Trump haters. I was looking at their profile. So they claim to be the eye of God and, you know, said, they said some mean, they meant, said some mean things. And uh, it was interesting to see such a hypocritical um, account, you know, somebody that calls itself, or affiliates, affiliates itself with God go on attack mode uh, by putting me down in various ways. So Eye of God, I'm going to call you out and say that you're not the Eye of God. Uh, in fact, I think um, someone did say that to them, and they said, uh, actually, uh, everyone is the Eye of God because uh, all you have to do is have a pineal gland, you know. So, okay, cool. Well, that is not the Eye of God. You, you are used by God as one of his infinite lenses, his or her infinite lenses. So uh, you cannot claim to be the eye of God. You should change your account to say an eye of God that has nothing to do with love myself because I'm an asshole. That's what you should say. <laughs> um, so that's what uh, that's my response to the eye of God account. And uh, I wish I could read you guys the tweets. I don't have them in front of me, but uh, just know that they were they were personal attacks on me when, you know, completely uncalled for. So that's I guess that's a taste of uh, going viral. You're always going to have haters. The the more attention you get, there's going to be people that like you, and then there's going to be more people that uh, look for things to critique and uh, call you out for. You know what I mean? I could tell this person spent some time looking at 
looking me up so that they could uh, come up with some some jabs at me. The problem is I have got a count that I'm very secure in myself and self-aware, so there's nothing that you can say trying to put me down that I'm already not self-aware of. So I'm going to put you in your place and uh, go back to uh, being an eye of God. All right? All right. So that is a little bit on... Uh, the whole viral thing, it was fun going, uh, again, vaccinated viral is what I'll call it. That was fun. That was cool. A little bit of excitement there, getting a, a ton of likes every couple minutes. Uh, you know, the, the numbers were, were jumping quickly. Uh, 27,000 impressions, you know, pretty good stuff. No, nothing, nothing crazy. I got a lot of friends that have had much better, you know, much better than that. And they're not even comedians, so I don't know, you know, just working on my just working on tweaking my twit, you know, tweaking my twit. Um, yeah, so that's kind of fun, right? Talking about Elon Musk, the I Have God account. Um, apparently, there's stuff going on with the sun. They're trying to. Elon Musk wants to be doing some stuff with the sun. I don't know if that's secret or or what, but he's trying to figure out some. some they're trying to do some scientific experiments about uh our star, the center of our solar system, which is the sun to us. Um, anyway, this this person that I met, who's a uh, wealthy person, they said they're not a billionaire, but they said they're not a billionaire yet. That's how they defined themselves, right? I'm not going to say whether what sex this human was, uh, but uh, this person was kind to me, took interest to me, was helpful to me. Um, and uh, one of the things that this person said after getting to know me, they said, it sounds like you care about other people's happiness more than your own. And they were very intrigued as to why. Um, I don't know whether they were judging me for caring about other people so much, uh, whether they looked at that positively or negatively, but that was a objective conclusion that they, an observation that they came up with. Uh, after getting to know me, um, so this person was curious to know why I care about people so much. Not saying that this person doesn't care about people. I think that they were trying to get inside of my mind to see why I personally cared. So, um, so yeah, um, we talked deep on philosophy of, uh, in my opinion, the, the importance of giving, the importance of giving back, and it seems like this person does. So. Um, so I respect anyone who um, does give back. I think it's extremely important when you're in a position that you can, um, you know. So, yeah. Anyway, did you guys, speaking of the whole Iran thing, did you guys see that there was an Iranian female Olympian that has left the country and denounced, I guess, her affiliation with Iran is leaving? She's revealed that she feels that she was completely exploited by the higher-ups. They always scripted everything that she was going to say that they always made her say that she you know gave the higher-ups credit when they didn't really give any care about her I, I, I I've been looking into what event she has a medal for in the Olympics but she is an Iranian Olympian with a with a medal from the Olympics and uh, is not happy and is denouncing uh, Iran and, and saying that it's it's not um, you know a place that that respected her or or cherished her or valued her or treated her in in such a manner so that's interesting to see uh, especially during a time like this right so 
I don't know. I have a, a person I went to high school with, Malad Hamadani. I saw your status update, bro, uh, talking about how you're Iranian, you're an American, you're a human. Um, I think that it's it's important for people to see that. it's What we do not want is to be blinded by ignorance. Uh, we're all human, right? And, uh, yeah, I think it's important to remove ignorance from things. It's important to not make assumptions when making decisions about people, about what they do or don't know. Um, I think it's ignorant to judge people, you know? I, I make fun of Trump a lot. From what I can see, I, I think he's an asshole and a self-centered narcissist. I think that he's done some good things. Uh, he's done some, some, some things that you know he's, he's abused people. But I don't know everything about Donald Trump, so for me to judge him, um, you know, and and just I'm not one of these uh, hardcore uh, liberals that just assumes he's evil. I may make jokes about it, calling him Voldemort, but I don't really know enough to all I know is that he treats people with disrespect when he's talking to them really you know um but uh I don't really know enough to 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 actually judge the guy you know what I mean um I can I can make my evaluations and decide obviously and I think that there's a distinction that I should make here Uh, I think that it's important that I do try to educate myself always and we should all be be educating on who we think will be the best politician you know in, in that way form a judgment yes right in that way to form a judgment uh in like hey i i have the right to vote we live in a democracy let's let's educate ourselves and 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 try to find who we think is best but you never really know everything about someone so you can't judge them in the way that you can judge them in the way that hey i'll, I'll vote for xyz on the ballot but you can't judge in the way where you're actually like um, looking at it from a, a really high level perspective, you know, I, I've said it before, but uh, and not to, I'm not just going back to the Bible because I'm, you know, but the, he who cast the first stone, whatever, like he who is let he who is without sin cast the first stone, right? You can't really judge others when you you're imperfect, you know, like whatever. You, you you get what I'm trying to say, you know. Nobody's perfect is what I'm trying to say, you know. Um. Except my dad. My dad thinks he's perfect, so. <laughs> um, okay, anyway. Um, let's see here. The Golden Globes happened. Can you guys tell that I'm a little bit more chill right now than I usually am when I'm recording? We're 23 minutes in, still talking about what's going on in the world. I feel relaxed right now. I don't feel like I'm in the mood to just sit here and, and be all goofy and hilarious, but I think that's good. I think um, I'm being or I'm being real right now in the way that, I'm always real, but my mood right now, in order for, for me to be real at the moment, I just need to talk to you from the perspective and mood that I'm in, which is chill. I'm, I'm pretty chill right now, you know? What if I got all emo on you guys? Dude, like, you know, like, the solar system is so, it's, like, never-ending, bro. And, like, you know, like, we're all kind of one in a way. And I don't know. Like, what is time, you know? Like, do the things that I do today, do they reflect for eternity? Like, who knows, like, the number of people that I'm able to influence in one lifetime? What if I got all emo on you guys like that? Anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on and uh, talk about the Golden Globes for two seconds. Why? Because 
they happened uh, a week ago, and uh, it sounds like something that matters, but it doesn't. Let's put it that way. It, it really doesn't matter, you know, the Golden Globes. I, it's a it's a middle school contest for adults. It's a it's a cool contest for middle school kids that are now adults, and it really doesn't matter, you know. Um, I still watched it though, so I could live tweet it and at least be abreast of uh, you know some of the movies that are getting awards. It was worth my time to pay attention to it. I didn't watch all of it, but um, I did see Selma Hayek's breast pop out of her uh, dress, and that was exciting. Um, you know, she uh, the funniest joke I saw trending on Twitter was from my friend Austin Huff, and it said, "I think Selma Hayek already won two Golden Globes tonight." <laughs> So, um, she definitely was not afraid to flaunt it. I think she knows exactly, I don't know whether those are real or fake, whatever they are, they were in our faces, and she wasn't afraid to to be the opposite of modest uh, with them. Beautiful. I'm not saying that it was uh, inappropriate. I don't think it was, you know, like, distasteful or, um, you know, like, 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 disrespectful to anybody there. I mean, I'm sure that other women might see that and feel a little insecure, potentially, depending on their confidence and how they see the world. But, um, you know, if I was a flat-chested female, I'm a flat-chested male, um, but if I was a flat-chested female, you know, some women will, will go to the Golden Globes and, and kind of proudly wear a revealing dress, even if they don't have a you know, uh, Selma Hayek, um, size cups and, uh, you gotta, res uh, you know, and I think the, the longer I talk right now, the more I'm potentially digging myself into the, some hole that I'm not aware of, but I don't think I've said anything wrong. It's just, it's a sensitive topic I realize and, um, everyone views it different, right? So, um, I guess the point that I, the reason I even started saying all of this is, for the women out there that are secure with uh, what the Lord gave them there, uh, they're probably unfazed by it, but there might be some women out there that were phased by Selma Hayek's large, voluptuous breasts that were pretty much hitting us in the face if we were wearing 3D glasses. So, anyway, Ricky Gervais uh, was the... Everyone was tweeting about that, apparently. Everyone was liking his, his speech because it was really real and off the cuff, and it sounded like he didn't give a fuck what anyone thought. I thought I agreed with some of it, but it was a little harsh. I mean, some of it's comedy. Maybe all of it he would claim is comedy. Uh, if he was serious, I, I think uh, might have been he was kind of putting down, you know, the, the actors a little too much, you know, saying that they have no right to speak or lecture. It's like, you know... Dude, they won an award. Let them say whatever the hell they want. You know what I mean? So, yeah, whatever. I mean, it was, whatever. It's, it's, people like it when people speak with no filter, you know? So maybe I should not filter myself when I'm talking about Selma, Selma Hayek's breasts. Uh, either way, Joaquin Phoenix had a great, um, he won an award, and he, I think he had the most interesting speech of the night, just watching him. He's a, he's a unique person. Um... What if he just pulled out a gun and shot Ricky Gervais <laughs> the, way, the way the Joker did when he went on? Um, yeah, I know that's some dark humor there, but, you know, it's 
It's a Joker joke, okay? Excuse me. Pardon me. Anyway, um... Hey, I wonder if uh, his his death would make more sense in his life. Wasn't that a joke, a joke that the Joker said that wasn't funny at all? Um, anyway, Joaquin Raphael Phoenix, he he uh, he he, di he disobeyed Ricky Gervais's advice about you know talking about what's going on in Australia. So I, I like that Joaquin Phoenix doesn't cave in to. You know the, the the expectations that people put on him. Um, so that was the big thing that happened Sunday night after the divisional playoffs last weekend, and then the Bachelor was on the next night. I don't know if you guys all watched the Bachelor. It's the new season, first episode, three hour long episode. I couldn't watch the whole thing. I tried watching a little bit and live tweeting, but I just couldn't stomach it. It's just too. Some of it's real, some of it's fake, right? What I don't like. What I didn't like about this particular episode, by the way, if you guys don't know, I was being courted by the casting team at The Bachelor two years ago. Uh, back in 2017, I was uh, talking to them about going on uh, The Bachelorette in 2017's uh, episode. I forget which season it was, or I couldn't even tell you the name of The Bachelorette at this point in time. Shows you how well I would have done, right, uh, with her. But uh, what I couldn't stand last night was, or, or, of this first uh, episode is there was this obstacle course specifically where these girls were competing for an extra date with Peter, is his name, The Bachelor. And uh, one of the girls was cheating. And I can understand that nobody likes cheaters. You know, cheating is, is a loser thing to do. But they were, like, crying afterwards. They were taking it too seriously as in... Like, their chance for love was being destroyed because someone cheated some obstacle course. It's like, ladies, get a hold of yourself. You don't even know this Peter guy yet. Okay, don't... When you cry that soon, it shows how selfish you are and and, and wanting... You're there... You're, you're, you're unintentionally caring about the wrong things. Now, we're all human. We all care about some things that... You know, we're, we're embarrassed to admit, you know, which is, you know, we don't want to look stupid sometimes in front of other people. I guess, I don't know, I, I look stupid all the time in front of other people, but I'm trying to be understanding here. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is that these chicks were crying because they weren't going to have a, they, they got cheated out of the opportunity to have an extra date with this Peter guy. It's like, guys, th th this is a TV show, Okay. You don't earn love through an obstacle course. It's either meant to be and it's going to happen or it's not with that guy or with someone else. This shit's already written in the stars, yo. Love is something that you cannot control, okay? Uh, you can nurture it. You can respect it. You can accept it. A-C-C-E-P-T. Accept. That's the version of accept that I'm talking about. You can accept it when it's there. You can answer to it when it's there, but you cannot force it, you cannot fabricate it, you cannot earn it, okay? You know, you can give it, you can give love, but you cannot earn love. You can earn being a billionaire, you can earn money, you cannot earn love. You know, you can only accept it and give it. Um, you can only accept it when it's there and you can only give it. The only thing that you can control with love is the love that you give, all right? So for the ladies out there, quit crying. 
pick yourselves up by the fucking bootstraps and it's either going to be meant to be with this Peter guy or it's not. So who gives a shit? Enjoy the ride because you're going to get wifed up by the right guy when the right time is there. All right? My favorite quote that I've ever seen about marriage was from a 10-year-old girl, believe it or not. And whether or not you believe in God, sorry, I know I talk about God relatively often these days on my podcast, and I apologize. I define God as love, so just so I'll just I'll use the term love, okay? But um, it says people don't decide who they meet, or people do not decide who they marry. That is something that love decides all way before, and you eventually grow up and get to find out who you're stuck with. So I liked that. I thought that, that was really cute, you know. And I think that I think that that is true. It's 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 written in the chemistry in the chemical reactions within our selves, our hearts, physically and uh, emotionally and, and spiritually. I do believe that. And when the elements come in contact with each other. They run the appropriate reaction based on the timing of those people's lives and things like that. So that's uh, revealing a little bit of the mystery of love in my... And I am Cupid, so I, I do have the right to share this. I was conceived on Valentine's Day. So um, I do know a, a heaven a lot about, a, about love and, uh, you know... That's what's up, baby. You know what I mean? That's what's up. So that's what I have to say about The Bachelor. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll still go on the show if I'm single in the next couple of years. I'm not. If I do ever go on that show, it will be. I'll just be myself. You know, I don't. I I won't. Uh, I won't. I won't try to to do anything that doesn't feel right. So that show can come to me. You know. Anyway, PlayStation 5 is coming out, right? PlayStation 5, son? Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about that. <laughs> Other than I'm mad because I have a PlayStation 4. I'm not going to waste my money and get a new one. It's like, fuck you, PlayStation. Fuck all the companies out there that are coming out with newer models and making us buy the newer one to stay relevant. It's like, you guys are assholes, you selfish revenue-generating pricks. All right, sorry, I apologize for that. Um, what else happened recently? Julian Michaels commenting on Lizzo's body. Apparently, she was body shaming her, um, talking about her how it it's not okay for her health, uh, for her have the to have the body size that she does. I don't know what she said, but I just want to ask a question: Was it a fact? Was what she said a fact? Because if so, why can't she say a fact? You know, if she, I mean, as long as she's not being mean about it, like, I don't know if it was a fact or not, so I can't comment, but if it's a fact and, and it's for the sake of like being real and she's not trying to just like be, be mean and there's like a purpose to why she said it, then people need, people have very thin skin these days. Nobody, everybody out there is, uh, just, well, you know what? The sensitivity is actually getting better in my opinion. 2019 was extremely sensitive. The beginning of 2019, especially even 2018, but I feel like people are getting getting uh, more comfortable again. Things are kind of going back to equilibrium in some ways, which is good. I feel it. I can feel it as a comedian that people are less uptight when I tell certain jokes. So that's good. Uh, what else? Kim Kardashian's fridge that's been trending. That's great. You guys see that? It looks like a walk-in freezer from Costco. 
Um, her her house with Kanye is uh, quite the looks like a uh, looks like a like a like a scientific lab or something from the future. You know, they. Uh, <laughs> I guess that that's what money what money can do for you. They could feed a lot of people. Uh, people could post up in their fridge and and uh, live there for years. Uh, it's quite a doozy. Um, you should check it out. Check out um, Kim Kardashian's fridge. Uh, it's looks very healthy. I feel like I could uh, replenish myself there. I'm, I'm thankful for what I do have, though. You know, Amazon Fresh helps me out. It suits my needs. So whatever. I'm not jealous. I, I, I think jealousy is bad, guys. It's, it goes along with the whole "I forgive you, go to heaven" thing from earlier. The the, the lack of the ego. Jealousy is is, is not healthy. Um, the only time I get upset when someone is successful, it's not if someone achieves more success than me. It's if the person is a complete turd burglar and they've either cheated their way or they've been an asshole, you know, to others to get there or on their way to get there. I don't like seeing people achieve success that are assholes. I like seeing people that have worked hard for it, that have done it with integrity, that are that try to be the best people that they can be that uh, show a, a genuine nature about them. I like seeing that rewarded with success. I like to see hard work and integrity rewarded. I don't like to see, um, you know, the other way around. So, so I think that that gives a little bit of insight into kind of how I see those things. Um, did you guys see that the, the billionaire that's given $9 million away to some of his Twitter followers. To, he's doing a social experiment to see if more money will make them happier. What a crock of shit. No, no, I think that that's, that's cool that he's giving back. I, I think that he could find better ways to spend his $9 million that he's willing to uh, relieve himself of, that he's, you know, putting out there. But, you know, he's, it's his money. He can do what he wants, I suppose. I don't know how he got that. You know, I don't know how, how he got his money, whether he, he got it by climbing on the backs of others and now he's giving back a tiny piece that he's, maybe he's done it an ethical way. I, I don't think that making money, it's not just evil. I think some people just automatically assume, oh, you're, you're a terrible person. You had to have, have trampled on people's backs to get that money. It's not that black and white, I don't, I don't think at all. So maybe he did a, great things for the world to get to get rich. I, I really don't know. I don't know enough to say whether or not I think it's cool that he's doing this experiment. What I do know is that he's making his money back probably in Twitter advertising because the requirement to be qualified for the chance to win money for this is by retweeting a certain tweet that he sent out. Uh, being a follower of his on Twitter, retweeting a certain tweet that he sent out between certain times the number of retweets he got for that is insane and you know the number of followers that he probably got from that you know it's it's like he's basically buying twitter followers and buying retweets without outrightly saying that it's like through it's like going a backdoor way of doing it whether that's his intention or not it's maybe it's a byproduct of him having good intentions there's no way for me to know that because i don't know him but he's gonna make his money back very quickly and very easily through the advertising that he can get from Twitter. So things aren't always as um, 
generous as they may seem uh, on surface level, even if they are intended to be generous. So, so maybe I'm just talking about good karma here. Who knows? Maybe you'll get good karma. I don't know. Speaking of Japan, my parents are over in uh, Asia right now. They, they've been in Singapore the last couple of days, and they're uh, going on a cruise to uh, different parts of Asia. So I'm, I'm excited for them. I'd love to be doing comedy on that cruise ship with them. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, working toward that, I, if there's any uh, agents out there that are uh, booking cruise ships, I'd love to get on your radar. So, anyway, um, that that chick that I t or, never mind, <laughs> never mind. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but you can make six figures as a manager at Taco Bell now. They're they're upping their salaries. So if I didn't give a shit about comedy and I wanted to uh, get back to work, I could always work at Taco Bell. Hey, maybe uh, you, you actually make seven figures because uh, you get a new figure from eating all that free food. Huh? Then it's Jimmy Fallon uh, type punchline there. Uh, I don't know why I just said Jimmy Fallon. Uh, he, I don't know if he made any jokes about that. and that's not What I mean is it's a one-liner, like a, a late-night one-liner. Anyway, okay, so... The, the person that I spoke with that claims to be a multimillionaire, close to being a billionaire, said they said they think it's awesome that this billionaire is giving $9 million back. So it's all perspective, guys. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And when you do know certain things, other people, you know, it's, it's all relative. Guys, it's all relative. Like, the universe is always evolving, and it's, like, never stagnant. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, black holes out there, and, like, you know, it's, like, it's like absorbing time. Like, it's possible to, right now that we're actually being affected by the gravity from a black hole. All right. Yes, I'll tell you about my friend uh, Hieronymus, who was a physicist who worked at the CERN lab in Amsterdam. I know I've told you probably multiple times, but uh, his whole theory on black holes and time travel super interesting twin paradox all that I think I've talked about it before so I'm not gonna beat you guys over the head with it but just know that uh, things are not what they seem you get out there in space and some shit starts to get interesting interstellar that's a good one to to mix it up with if you wanna talk about uh, speed and time and all this stuff are interrelated alright uh, Einstein, guys, huh? Hey! Alright. What if Einstein is in a black hole right now? Nah, I don't know. Alright. <laughs> Did you guys know that when you uh, experience something, it gets radiated out into the universe forever uh, at, the, at the speed of light? <laughs> Alright. That's true. Um, now, is anybody seeing that? Is it being received by anyone? or anything, who knows, but the signal is being emitted uh, infinitely, so it's kind of interesting, you know. Um, uh, let's see here, uh, the world of comedy, I feel so relaxed right now, is it boring you guys, I apologize if it is, but I, I feel, I feel chill and I like it, I like how I feel right now, it's, it's almost like we're smoking cigars right now and we're just kind of bullshitting, we're, we're catching up, we're, you know, we're, we're shooting the shit, but we just fin finished our first segment. We're going to move into the world of comedy. Did you guys know Chris Kattan is doing stand-up now? That's interesting, right? I haven't heard that name in years. Uh, but Chris Kattan was great with the, 
the characters and impressions on SNL. I think one of my favorite characters of his was that little creature with the big ears where he would eat an apple. You know, and he just like it looked like he was a little monkey or something, just like destroying an apple on set. It was it was very visually stimulating, uh, very humorous. So uh, it'd be interesting to see Chris Kattan. I was reading an article about his approach to stand-up comedy and the difference uh, in you know joke writing for it and the process. Uh, which I think is pretty cool. I'm starting to dabble more in characters and impressions now myself, so him and I are kind of taking different different paths in that way. So it'd be fun to see uh, Chris Kattan do stand-up. I think that'd be really cool. He's cool. Uh, he was Him and Will Ferrell were so great in The Night at the Roxbury. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but uh, it's one of the funniest movies ever. Uh, and... Uh, I'll never forget that flick. I, I used to masturbate to that one chick that Will Ferrell hooked up with. Or maybe it was the one that Chris Kattan hooked up with. You know, do you remember when they ho hooked up with those girls and they were just like gold diggers or whatever? They were like fame chasers. <laughs> and whenever they found out that they're not friends with that one like rich dude, they, they weren't interested anymore. <laughs> what a hilarious... Uh, yeah, I used to masturbate to that chick. She was, she was very attractive. Um... Anyway, Dave Chappelle got the Mark Twain Award recently. We saw him give a speech on that and be honored. Just a couple years ago, he was uh, pre helping present the award to Eddie Murphy, and now Dave Chappelle has been awarded with it. Uh, a couple different people spoke at the event, like uh, Neil Brennan and uh, Aziz Ansari. Uh, a lot of people were present. I saw Chris Tucker in the crowd. It was cool. You know, it was cool to see Dave's honor his mom, his family. You know, and uh, I thought about it made me think about my family and the unconditional love that um, my mom has given me uh, throughout this entire process of me pursuing my dreams. She's uh, couldn't ask for a better mom and a more supportive mom myself. Um, and it's cool to see Dave be able to give back credit to his mom, even in a small way like that. I'd love to be able to do the same someday, um, you know, be able to honor my mom properly. I always told my mom that my first time um, making it to the red carpet that she'll be the one that I invite with me. Um, so I'm still waiting for that red carpet, uh, and I still, I still would like to treat my mom, you know, with that. I think that that would be pretty fun. So pretty, it would be a good way to honor her. Um, one of many, you know, I, I'll never stop honoring her, you know. So. Um, I feel like if, if, if I was a javelin, my mom would be a person that continuously throws the javelin forward, runs the javelin, picks it up and throws it as far forward as possible. I feel like that's the type of love that my mom has given me. So I'm very lucky and I realize that that does give me an advantage. I'm, people want to talk about privilege. I feel more privilege. I have love privilege. You know, I have love privilege, uh, which means that I was raised in a household full of love, and as a result, I feel that it gives me an advantage in in many ways. So, you know, I gotta um, I gotta give credit where credit is due. Anyway, the Oscars will not have a host for the second year in a row. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, after Kevin Hart last year and that thing went down, I guess they're going with a trend now. I guess they're trying to pretend like 
they're rolling with it. I don't know. Hollywood, fun, great. Uh, who knows why they're doing that, but if they do decide that they need a host, I'd gladly jump in. Uh, you know, no, no sweat, you know, no problem. Happy to do that. Anyway, I don't know if you guys saw, but Mitch Hedberg, um, there was a new special Conan late night video that surfaced this week, and it was Mitch Hedberg's last um, late night debut, and it was really fun to see it. Uh, I, I saw some new stuff, a combination of some old stuff, and a combination of stuff that I heard on the album Do You Believe in Gosh? That was his last album that was released after his death. So, yeah, it was bittersweet to see that, you know, meaning that it was great to see it. It was funny. It was Mitch. But, you know, he's gone, and it's it's tough to, you know. It's funny that I talked about him two weeks in a row now after having told you guys that story about Caroline's. Um, anyway, uh, what's going on in my world of comedy? I saw, so the newest writer for Jimmy Fallon... I kind of know the girl. I, I've at least performed with her a few times in the scene here in New York. It's funny how sometimes people will just like, people that you know in the scene, and you, everyone's trying to make it out here, so you never know who's going to get that higher, get lifted up, I guess you could say. But um, this girl, I've seen her in the scene a handful of times over the years, and performed with her, said hi to her. I might have even hosted a show or two that she was on. But she is the newest writer. Her name's Chloe. I forget her last name. But um, congratulations to her. Um, this is a good example where I actually don't know her well enough to know which category she is in from what I talked about earlier. Like whether I don't know her, so I don't know if she's like uh, super. You know how I said earlier that uh, when people work hard and they're nice to people and they're genuine and they have integrity, that I'm happy for their success. But if they're not that way, I'm not. I, I don't know her well enough to say. But it is a big deal for her. So congratulations. Um, I'm sure that uh, I like to think that good things happen to good people. But it's I just I'm no longer ignorant of that. That's not how it goes down in the real world. Uh, in fact, more often times than not, it's it's the other way around. But there are people that get rewarded. One of those people that was rewarded uh, was Barry Odom when he got the job at University of Missouri for being a good person and doing great things. And I thought he, I will never stop believing that he could take Missouri to, to much higher places maybe than we've ever been before. But Missouri um, pulled the plug on him, you know, and they made him the scapegoat. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's it's out of his control now. It's out of our control. It's out of my control. So there's nothing that can be done other than just uh, knowing that uh, the people in charge of the University of Missouri who made that decision on him are a bunch of fucking cowards and pussies. So excuse my language, but we can move on. Um, speaking of Missouri sports, there is a Missouri basketball player, previous basketball player. Um, his name, I don't know if you guys know the name Trevor Glassman. He was a walk-on at one point at the University of Missouri, uh, much like myself on the football team. He's younger than me, but he's uh, he reached out to me, and we met uh, last week. And uh, it was very nice. It was great to meet a, a Missouri athlete, especially someone with, with such a similar past as, as I have and somebody who is showing with his actions that he's very committed to comedy, you know, he uh, 
has done stuff at Second City in Iowa and Chicago, and he's out here in New York going all in for, for his dream in comedy. So, um, you know, we may team up in certain ways to help each other out, and, uh, you know, it's good to, good to have a fellow Mizzou guy out here. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, makes, makes the, uh, makes the trenches a little warmer and a little more, uh, strengthened, I guess you could say, you know? So, uh, yeah, it was cool hearing his, his, his path in basketball and his story playing sports at Mizzou. Um, yeah. So check him out, Trevor Glassman and, uh, yeah, I'll be excited to see how that relationship and uh, unfolds and what time does, what time does there. Anyway, uh, I was doing show last Wednesday uh, at this hostel, and at, we give away free beer uh, at this show to audience members that, that that come in and check it out. And this hostel has people from, uh, coming in from all over the world, and there's one Japanese dude was watching for a little. He never sat down, and then he walked out, and then. Later he comes back, tries to grab a beer and leave, and I, I was like, excuse me, dude, those those beers are for people that are watching the show, and he didn't, he acted like he didn't understand me, he tried to keep walking, I was like, excuse me, and he turns around, I was like, no, that beer, you gotta like check out the show if you're gonna take the beer, otherwise it's not free beer, it's only free beer for audience members, right? And then he like, pulls out his wallet, he goes, how much? <laughs> and in that moment I, I actually, I mean, I could have made a, a profit easily, right? Um, he was like willing to give me like twenty dollars. He really wanted a beer, but I just gave him. I gave him the beer. I don't know. Maybe I should have taken his money. But later he came back with a, like a, a third of a bottle of wine. I guess that was his way of, of showing appreciation. And we fist pounded, and then we fornicated. No, we, we just fist pounded, and uh, I gave the wine to a girl that was in the audience. Uh, one of my fans. No, one of my friends. Actually, I'm not gonna. I don't like to use the word fan. I think I'd rather say friends, to be honest. You know, I don't think Jesus had fans, right? He had brothers and, and friends, right? So uh, I think that he's a, he's a good role model in a lot of ways, uh, you know, when it comes to showing love, you know, maybe in, in all ways. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think Jesus would call people fans. Um, I think he'd call people friends and family brothers and sisters so that's what I like to call all of you is my friends you're you're my friends you're my brothers and sisters um so yeah we're, we're all equals in my opinion you know you know so um what else what is going on in the world that I haven't talked about yet oh actually sorry I already talked about that so what's going on in my world is the final segment actually we're gonna we're gonna keep this uh, episode short as I get you guys Randy and and horny I feel good I, I'm happy about that um, I met one of my fans uh, recently no <laughs> there was a person that I was doing I, I was doing a, a show and this girl followed me on Instagram this is a, a humble brag here okay um, this is a humble brag. Actually, I'll end with this uh, before I. This will be the last thing I talk about. Uh, so the second to last thing that I'll talk about is this app called Hot Mike. Uh, okay, uh, sorry, I'm 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 rambling a little bit. I'm gonna talk about Hot Mike. I'm gonna tell you guys this story, and then I have to talk about football at the end. Sorry, I forgot. I need to talk about football. So that will probably be done 15 minutes or less. 
Um, Hot Mic is this app where you can do. I could get on and like commentate certain games, right? It's like a like a, a solo. It's like a YouTube. You could just anybody can get on and you can build your own personal following. You don't have to be like an ESPN commentator. You can get on this app. You can broadcast and like commentate certain games. So if you have something that's interesting enough to say and maybe you get enough followers, maybe ESPN will look at you and say, well, we, we should hire this guy, you know? So I might start doing that for certain games, which is going to lead us to football. But before I get to football, I have to do one humble brag. Um, and, and when I say these things, I don't want to come off like I think I'm perfect because, look, I'm guilty of, of selfishness. I'm guilty of um, lust. Actually, uh, when you talk about, like, the seven deadly sins, I'm not claiming to, like, be absent of, of sin. I mean, lust is the thing that I'm, you know, that I have most, I would say, you know, of all the sins. I think that's the one that I that I struggle with the most. Um, I bang a lot of bitches is what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, by the way, I did a, I did some characters in this audition at UCB on Saturday. And, shit, I, did I skip the entire... I, t I didn't even talk about my world of comedy. Shit, I'm all over the place right now. Anyway, I did this character audition, and one of the characters I did was Frat Boy in a confessional booth with a priest, right? So that was one of the characters I did. With, with Father, uh, forgive me, uh, you know, like that type of thing. Um, I did the water boy, I did uh, my Jesse voice. Hey guys, this is exciting. Uh, congratulations for building this company and uh, letting me sell it for millions of dollars and you guys get nothing. This is cool. If you guys need a reference, I'd be happy. So that's that type of... Did some characters, did some impressions for UCB. I felt really good. I got a lot of laughs. That was fun. Um, um, and, and since I forgot to talk about the world of comedy, three bullet points here. You guys are all turning off your, your, your sets right now. Like, damn it, Mike, I, I want to go. <laughs> Um, I made a sketch with Dom last week, a new type of sketch, an Instagram sketch specifically where it's like the vertical mode, so the quality, it's not like 4K, but it is shot on the, on the iPhone 3 camera, which is great for dick pics, you know, so we got, we got a sketch that we put out there last Monday, I think we're going to try to meet on Mondays and bang out this type of sketch now so we can come out with some more frequent ones and then also have the Midwest sketch band-aids for the, for the really nice black magic camera quality ones. Um, on Saturday, I had my first class show for my academy-level improv class with our teacher, Alex Dixon. That was a lot of fun. One of my buddies came out to support, and he had a great time. So it was fun getting to perform with the class. I mean, these people are talented, guys, including myself. What can I say? No, we're all, we're all putting in a lot of work and sacrifice to try and hone the craft here. And um, been learning a lot and uh, we were able to get some laughs uh, I was able to get some laughs I feel good about it. I wore my Joe Montana jersey since it was Saturday the same day the Niners were playing uh, and it was it was fun to get out of our system and, and, and feel like we had some success right um, so that is that uh, now I can finally talk about the humble brag and then I can talk about football so the humble brag which I've already prefaced by saying that uh, I'm not claiming to be perfect. Um, 
you know, I, I you know, I, I try my, let's put it this way, in a hundred percent honesty, you know, like I try my best to be the best version of myself that I can be, but I, I could never claim to be perfect because, you know, I guess perfection would be absent of, of, of sin, uh, depending on your religion or whatever, right? And, and I'm not absent of that, so I could never claim to be perfect. Um, I could only claim to try really hard and at times give in, you know, like when I'm banging at bitches. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> when, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, when, when, when I'm a bad boy. All right. Uh, hey, all right. Anyway, one of these, uh, this is, this is a story about this where I, I guess I resisted that urge and I'm proud of myself for it. I don't know. I told my friends this and they're like, uh, they were making fun of me like, okay, Mike, you're a saint. What do you want me to say? You know? So I'm not trying to come at it like that, but I am proud that I did something good. Uh, I think it's important to brag about stuff like this every once in a while, you know, which is a girl saw me perform. She really liked me. She followed me uh, on Instagram. I guess she saw me. She was traveling through the States, you know, from a different country. And um, she was was uh, very sweet looking. I could tell, you can tell a lot from, they say that the eyes are the window to the soul. And you can tell a lot from a person by their eyes. You know, you can see sweetness in them sometimes. You can see someone who... You, know, you can you can tell you can see kind eyes this person had kind eyes and I recognized her eyes her face you know that sounds a little weird but I recognized her face and the demeanor you know her how she was um, I recognized that she came to see me at this show without me even having invited her or talked to her after my show or at least much um, and uh, you know she liked my comedy or me enough to want to come back to my show the next night in a completely different part of town and and then she didn't like say hi afterwards right so it was like she just showed up as a pure fan <laughs> to use the word fan again she, as a pure maybe in her words fan for me a friend right or a, a brother or a sister right assuming she doesn't have a penis um and then she she dipped and i recognized her enough to reach out to her via instagram and i said were you at my show Last night, now I sound creepy, right? But I reached out, I was like, were you at my show? And she's like, yes, LOL, did you recognize me? I said, yeah, I was surprised that you didn't say hi. You, you know, you, you don't need to be, I, I don't know if you were being shy or or what, but uh, I was surprised that you just left right afterwards and didn't, um, you made you made the effort to come all the way to the show, which is a little bit of a, a trip. So I was just surprised that you, you know, didn't leave. And she said, oh, I was embarrassed. I was shy, I am shy lol you know like smiley face with like the little red cheeks or whatever so i could tell that this girl is really nice you know and kind of a sweethearted girl and naturally as a, as a guy you know i see a cute girl like that and my first it, it's hard not to want to have sex with cute girls it's just it's like an uh, uh, it's just it just is what it is right but um you know i I offered to hang out with her, and I, I wanted to. And this is gonna sound really, maybe this is really far out there, but I wanted to know if she was attracted to me or attracted to my talent, because I didn't want her. What I didn't want to do is just abuse. If, if it's purely that she appreciated my talent, I wouldn't want to abuse that because it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. What I mean by that is, 
if she's attracted to me, it's one thing. I've had girls say, you know, to be honest, I just want to suck your dick because I think you're hot. I, I you know, it's not because I think you're funny. <laughs> and in that case, it's like, okay, well, don't let me stop you, you know? But if a girl is attracted to my talent, well, when I say my talent, some people don't think I have talent, so that is a subjective statement in and of itself. But if someone thinks that I have talent and they're appreciative of that and and um, and and like that and, and are attracted to that in some way, shape, or form, what I don't want to do is disrespect them by abusing that appreciation for the beauty of talent in and of itself by trying to be selfish and getting some selfish gain out of it is what I'm trying to say. So I clarified with this girl it seemed like she just saw she like thought I was very talented and she felt attracted to that not necessarily like physical or wanting to do something about that so I literally took her to to lunch and just you know I bought her I bought her a lot I guess I took a fan to lunch and said bye and gave her well wishes without trying to like <laughs> make moves or like you know what I'm saying um as a single heterosexual guy that's I don't know if I some people might be listening to this saying wow this guy is a fucking asshole I don't know it's all subjective but I thought it was a good thing my friends were making fun of me saying okay you're a fucking saint what do you want me to say and I'm like that's not I guess what I'm trying to say is I am proud of myself of that though you know which maybe makes me sound terrible. I, I really don't know who's listening to this and, and what you think. But what I'm trying to say is I, I, I don't want to abuse the... If someone appreciates the talent and the comedy, I don't want to abuse that or, or ruin that for them, if that makes sense. I don't want... Like, if someone listens to my podcast and it's like, man, I would like to be Mike, but I don't want to feel like... Like pressured in any way to do something that is like a selfish gain for him you know like it's like well if you want to hook up and I'm also attracted to you it's mutual that's one thing if I'm single at the time you know there's like certain check boxes that all have to take place and that's one thing but if someone genuinely like just appreciates the the non-physical part I, I don't want to abuse that and try to like leverage that too to like you know to my own selfish gain, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, anyway, I don't, I don't know if I'm making myself clear. I, I probably need a co-host from time to time just so that they can point out the areas that need to be further clarified or, um, you know, like, tell me, Mike, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life right there. Um, whatever it is, uh, I think a, a host could could be beneficial from time to time. Anyway, we finally reached the final uh, section of the podcast, which is football. So let's transition right to that. Today was the second day of the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Um, very exciting stuff, right? Um, tomorrow is the national championship for uh, college football. That's going to be fun. Uh, I watched all four games this weekend. Uh, yesterday was the... Titans versus the was it the Texans? No, I think it was the Titans. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I actually don't even know. I think I think the Titans went to Tennessee, and then I watched uh, the 49ers play uh, the Vikings in San Francisco. Of course, uh, if 
I could only watch one game, that, that would have been the game that I watched. Uh, today was the Chiefs and um, who in the heaven did they play? Who did the Chiefs defeat today? Was it the Texans? I, I honestly can't even... How How is this possible? My memory is so bad. I think it's because I've played football for so long that I, I have... Hopefully these aren't early stages of CTE, but time will tell. And the, whatever's been done has been done. So, Which is me getting the shit kicked out of me uh, for years. Uh, <laughs> but nevertheless... Packers played tonight against who the fuck did the Packers play? I watched all four games. This is crazy. I think I'm maybe I'm tired right now. It's it's midnight. Anyway, it's gonna be great to see the Packers. Oh, the Packers beat the Seahawks. Sorry. So the Packers beat the Seahawks today. I believe that the the Chiefs beat the Texans yesterday. The Titans beat the somebody's. If I had Alexa here right now, I'd ask. And the 49ers beat the uh, Vikings. So it's going to be the Vikings versus the Packers next week in San, San Francisco for the NFC Championship game. And the uh, Chiefs will be playing against the Titans in Arrowhead, Kansas City. So I'm open for a 49ers-Chiefs Super Bowl or a Packers. I shouldn't even say that. That sounds horrible. I just When I say Packers-Chiefs, it's because that was like one of the first Super Bowls, if not the first Super Bowl ever when Vince Lombardi was coaching so for nostalgia's sakes that's pretty cool but you know it'd be great to see here's the thing with the 49ers nobody in the history of the game has ever been a bigger fan than I have been of the 49ers and by fan I mean a brother or sister <laughs> uh, but as you guys know the 49ers left candlestick uh, what a handful of years ago five years ago whatever it was and moved to Levi Stadium brand new stadium just I felt like the soul was was kind of shed you know at that time and there were some organizational changes that took place the the firing of Jim Harbaugh the, everything that went down with Colin Kaepernick uh, and the coaching staff just I don't know they just I, I, I had a real bad taste in my mouth and and Oh no, I I, uh, I can't claim to be. By no means am I the same fan tour with the current organization that I was growing up, and nothing can ever take away that diehard fan that I was, right? Toward my toward my my former 49er team, but I think it would be hypocritical of me to claim to be that same fan that I was today just because the 49ers are doing well. Uh, I am a Giants fan. I still want to play for the Giants. Um, uh, I'd play for the 49ers too, obviously. I mean, uh, shit, that would be fucking amazing. Uh, any NFL team would be, would be, I would be ecstatic to be able to step on the field, even if it was just a practice squad. Um, be truly amazing. All glory to God, I would give, you know, for sure. Um, that would be the one way, that would be the, the one thing that would change in how I play now versus the way I played. When I was younger, as I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be afraid to give the glory to God. I would not be afraid, you know, to do that. Anyway, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I, I would be hypocritical for me to to claim to be the same level of fan that I used to be towards the Niners. I'm obviously rooting for them. You know, it's always cool to see the old guys representing, like Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, still uh, still there and still representing and.
Steve Young commentating all these guys. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm self-aware. I'm not one of these bandwagon guys, and I don't think I've earned the right to uh, to pretend to be the same fan that I used to be. I mean, I, I put some stuff out on social media, but, you know, I, I chose my words wisely uh, in what I said, you know, not trying to misportray anything. So, uh, episode 88, guys. Speaking of the 80s, that's the those are the wide receiver numbers, right? 80 was Jerry Rice, 81, um, Torrey Holt at one point. And then he also changed his name to 80. He changed Torrey Holt changed his number from 81 to 88 at one point. I don't know, I don't know if you guys knew that. Isaac Bruce wore the number 80. The 80s are wide receiver numbers in the NFL. You'll see sometimes number one through 19 for for wide receivers as well. Uh, but uh, in the NFL especially, maybe in high school as well. College, not so much. Uh, but sometimes, you know, Jeremy Macklin was number nine um, in college, and then I think he was like, what was it, 18 for the for the Eagles. Um, there's, there's, you know, numbering numbering is is a, is a sexy process. Your number is is a part of your soul. Uh, you know, I got to wear three in high school. A couple of the, I think this, the, the most attractive numbers are one, three, seven. Um, I wore 12 early on a lot. I don't think it's the sexiest number in the universe, but 12 is cool. Uh, I think I'd say 17, 18, and 19 are pretty hot, you know. Um, 80, obviously, for JR. 88's not bad. Is it my favorite number in the universe? No, but I like it. Uh, I'll honor Michael Irvin as well. Um, Michael Irvin wore number 88. I met him. I talked about it before. He wished me good luck with my career. He gave me a, a blessing as well. We gave each other a blessing. Uh, I, I, I told him that um, his career was awesome, you know, and that it was a really cool thing to witness and, and see. And uh, speaking of Michael Irvin, tonight they honored Jimmy Jones. They let him know that he was going to be uh, inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And his acceptance, or the way he reacted was very heartwarming, guys. It really was. Troy Eggman was crying. Jimmy Jimmy Jones was crying. It just I got to see him a month or two ago at, uh, it was, uh, what was it, Thanksgiving? Remember when I went to do that whole thing and Terry Bradshaw was throwing passes to the crowd? I got to catch one. And, Jimmy Jones was right there. Real short guy. Real short guy, but a lot of passion, a lot of love for the game, a lot of love in his heart. And uh, that really came through tonight when you could see the way he reacted when they let him know. It was it was really it was really a, a fun thing to see. It was really meaningful. And you could tell it meant a lot to him. It really it would, as it would mean to anybody, you know. And uh, he got choked up. Troy Aikman cried. And Troy Eggman does not show emotions. When I met that dude, it was like, <laughs> the dude was in outer space. Like, I feel like it would take a lot to for that dude to feel any type of emotion. He's so desensitized from from everything, I think, over the years, you know. Um, he was a nice guy, though. He was very respectful to me. Uh, he gave me the time of day, and it was, it was a cool experience to be able to talk to him. And... Uh, you know, that's that's my shout-out to the Cowboys. You know, they got a new coach now. Mike, what's his face? Any coach named Mike's going to be great. And Joseph is a great name as well. So I'd love to play for Joseph here in New York. 
coming from uh, the Patriots. I, I think that big things are coming for the Giants. Um, TBD, what will happen with Eli? They're leaving the door open for him. They're obviously planning to start Daniel Jones. Uh, hopefully, I don't know, it'll be, really, it'll be interesting to see what Eli does. Whether he, maybe he'll join the team as a part of the coaching staff. Maybe he'll stick around. I don't know. Maybe he'll compete for the job. I, don't, I do not know. But I love Eli. I will never doubt Eli Manning. I think of, of all the quarterbacks that I've seen, he truly impresses me. He's at the – I'm not saying he's the greatest, but I don't – he's in a category of his own, you know, and I will never doubt his ability. I, I, I could – I do not doubt that Eli has another Super Bowl in him if he's given the opportunity. You know, I really don't. Um, and I'd love to take that journey with him if God wills it, right? But uh, I don't I don't know if God wills it. I guess uh, I really don't know what his plan is. So anyway, uh, Julian Edelman was arrested last night for jumping around on a car. He's 33 years old, my age. Right, 33. Uh, 33 is a, an interesting number, right? A lot of crazy stuff happened when people are 33. Chris Farley passed away. Jesus passed away. Um, who else? Bruce Lee. I don't know. 33 is uh, Julian Edelman is 33. He was an NFL MVP wide receiver last year. White dude. If, if he can do it, who's to say I can't? You know, I got fresh legs, baby. Anyway, uh, Patriots' future is up in the air. Patriots' owner is trying to craft a new master plan. That's a little joke that I created. Um, what did I want to say in addition to that? We'll wrap up here with two last points about football. The Chiefs ran out of fireworks today. Patrick Mahomes had a breakout day, uh, set all kinds of records. Um, and when I say Patrick Mahomes, I'm talking about Steph Curry lookalike. Am I right? Uh, uh, the Chiefs today were the first team in NFL playoffs to come back from 20 and then win by at least 20. So, very big deal. Um, Patrick Mahomes just, just shattered uh, all kinds of stuff today. And he seems like a very humble, down-to-earth, likable dude. I like him. I also really like Russell Wilson. It's funny. I find myself rooting for Russell all the time. You know, he's just a good dude. Even when I was still diehard Niners, when the Niners would play Russell Wilson, I liked Russell Wilson better than Colin Kaepernick just by the way they carried themselves as football players. This is before Colin Kaepernick took the knee and all that. Um, just the way that they played the game and who they uh, showed themselves to be off the football field. It was hard. It was hard. You know, I, I, I like Russell Wilson. I just do, you know. And I think he's a great guy. He appears to be a great dad. He goes to Children's Hospitals, Seattle Children's Hospital, Seattle Children's Hospital specifically, regularly, makes time to see these kids, develops relationships with these kids. He treats them not like fans, but like friends and brothers and sisters. And uh, I just think it's fucking awesome. And I love him for it. And I respect him for it. I have great respect for Russell Wilson. Great respect for Eli Manning. You know, Eli's done a lot for charities over the years as well. And just some good peeps, you know. So, last thing I'll say is I was catch Ra Ra moved back, right? I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, my, my, my teammate from Mizzou, Ra Ra, 
was moving to New York, he came with his girl and that one dude that uh, souped up Castine Bridges' sound system and a lot of the guys. Anyway, Rob Rock has moved here with his lady. Uh, they came to another show this last week and we had a great time, had some laughs, and then we were some. I guess before he left Texas, he told me that they were hanging out with Jared Perry. So this is a story. I'm gonna end my entire podcast talking about Jared Perry. Um, Jared Perry was a wide receiver. I guess he's from Dallas, maybe, or he's at least living there now. I assume because he was hanging out with Ra Ra in Dallas before, right before they moved here. And JP, um, JP was that was his nickname, right? Which is not surprising. It's Jared Perry. I think he was number four, number eight, number eight. Actually, speaking of numbers, at Mizzou, uh, and very talented. You know, he was a skinnier guy, and he was so wiry and could make spectacular catches. Just he was very talented. You know, and he had he had swag too. He he was confident. He you don't want to like uh, underestimate him or treat him with lack of respect because he'll he'll take you to lunch man like this dude he had some skills and uh we're friends on facebook and i was making a joke with rara the other day that uh you know the only time that jp has ever looked at you know i I notice sometimes who looks at you can see who views your stories on facebook or instagram or snapchat right and sometimes i pay attention sometimes i don't have time but i've noticed Jared Perry has only viewed my story one time in the history of our friendship on Facebook. And that's when I posted this picture of me with this really uh, attractive woman in Miami. You know what I mean? So me and Rara, we laugh about that all the time. Like, yep, hey, I knew I, I knew I was doing something right when I got a view from JP. You know what I mean? From Jared Perry. Uh... <laughs> Thanks, JP. Appreciate you uh, checking out my profile to see uh, some nice fake breasts, you know? Um, Anyway, Jared Perry, man. And uh, I told you guys before when Darnell Terrell ranked, uh, in his opinion, the most difficult receivers to cover. There's only a couple dudes he put ahead of me. JP was one of them. So, anyway, uh, that's our time, guys. I uh, and JP played for the 49ers for a little bit. I don't know if you guys knew that. JP Jared Perry played for the Niners, so yeah. Anyway, um, you guys have been cool. Enjoy your week. We'll try to do this again regularly. Uh, that's the goal. But um, as always, go out, grab the world by the tail, pull it down, put it in your pocket. Yeah. Have a good week. Be be motivated. Live life with intention and purpose. And God bless ya. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs>